Brian. Hello, Linda. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Voice Over Gurus podcast. It's been a while since uh, Brian Lee has has joined me for an episode. So welcome back. Thank you very much. Always glad to be here. You've been busy. We haven't really been in communication. This happens in friendships, you know? You go periods of time where you don't chat. Right. But I've known you for so long that we just pick up where we left off. Right. And that's the beauty of it. Right. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We know that we still love each other that's regardless. Right. That's right. <laughs> and actually, yeah, if I were on social media, I probably wouldn't probably even talk to you that much because isn't that the way it is now? You can't, you, there's no reason to call anybody and catch up because you can see their whole lives on their Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and everything. There's no communication ever needed ever again. Right. That's right. <laughs> Just po- post your status constantly. All right. And I'm not on social media. So it's, uh, which I find very, very interesting. Why is that? Um, you know, I don't, I don't really, I don't know if I can really put it into any specific reason other than I, I've just, I've never felt that social media is social. I think it's antisocial. Because yeah, I, it's leading to a lot of bad things too. Mm-hmm. And I like talking, and I like talking to people, and 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 say, hey, so what's new? Like I have a friend here in town, and my daughter's off in college, and. Uh, they're on Facebook together. And when I go out and meet him for breakfast and he'll say, what's new? And I'll go, well, uh, yeah, Kennedy is starting her second year and, uh, you know, just had her wisdom teeth out or whatever. And he goes, oh, yeah, I saw that on Facebook. And that 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 to me, I'm just like, well, well, I guess I have nothing going on to tell you what's going on with you. And then he go, you know, we haven't seen each other in weeks. And then he goes, well, I'm doing this and that and blah, 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 blah. And it's like a big, fun, great story. My problem is, is that like I don't really post much on social media as far as personal stuff. I do through voiceover gurus. You know, it's usually all business related mm-hmm. and tips for voice actors. But personal life, I really barely post anything. But when I see somebody in person, I go, hey, what's going on? I still have nothing to say. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, everything's fine. I don't know. Sure. Everything's right. good. I don't know if it's because I'm thinking that my life really isn't that important to feel that it should mm-hmm. be a point of discussion. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just, I'm in my 40s. I don't give a shit anymore. I don't know. A guy who I met when I was a teenager who taught me how to cut, edit, cut and edit tape in like 86. <laughs> he called, I hadn't talked to him in like four or five years. He called, we picked up, we, we talked for four hours on the phone. Oh my God. And aside of the radiation from my cell phone going into my head, <laughs> it was a good conversation. It was great. And it was just you know, to talk to people. I, I don't know. I just, I, the social media, the other thing is too, is I don't want to be responsible to anybody. I think that's another thing. I think that that mm. whole thing like, hey, uh, I tried to friend you and you didn't accept my friend request. Or I hear people <laughs> going, yeah, I cleaned out my Facebook and dumped 400 people that I don't talk to anymore. And it just, <laughs> it just seems so passive aggressive, whether you want it to be or not. You know, that, that you have to all of a sudden, if someone has the balls to say, why'd you dump me or why didn't your friend? It's like all of a sudden you have to find yourself responsible for answering or, or coming up with a reason. And I just don't want to be responsible to give someone a stupid explanation about why I'm not following them or accepting them or or whatever. I mean, the only thing I'm on is LinkedIn and that's and, th- and I still get bombarded on LinkedIn. I'm like, do what, really? where do I know you from? And it says, you know, this person through this person, this person, this person. And I'm like, well, great. I, I, I don't I know one person out of the hundred connected to this person. And I and I have over a thousand people on LinkedIn. I, I find ha- LinkedIn I invaluable. It's invaluable in my career. Why is it invaluable for you? It just is. It's um because I've been doing this for so long and there is now there is normally a 90 percent chance that. 
when something comes through like an audition or an opportunity, if I key in this person's name, I'll know someone that they know. Oh, uh, interesting. Oh, yeah. And, and like, like uh, when I was working for um, NBC Sports, I was working for a girl who used to work at Golf Channel, but now was at NBC Sports in New York. And I was working mm-hmm. with her. And an opportunity came up for a, for a TV station in Nashville, Tennessee. And so I saw the name come up. So I immediately typed in this guy and her name comes up as someone that he's connected to. So I scroll through the list. Oh. So then uh-huh. I go to her and I said, do you know this guy? And she's like, absolutely. I worked with him at such and such TV station. And I said, well, I'm up for an audition to be the voice of his TV station. Can you reach out? And she will. Now, this doesn't sound, this should not sound um, very foreign to you because I'll, right. I'll bring up a situation. You, Miami, country day school. Remember this whole story? <laughs> so I type in this guy's name to work for the Dallas Cowboys and his name comes up and it oh, says, yes. you know, this person through this person. And I'm like, how in the hell does Linda Bruno know this guy in Dallas? Yeah. yeah and then yeah. you're like. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, yep, yeah, know him went well. Went to high school. Mm-hmm. Right. And how many people were in the high school that you went to? My graduating class had like 27 people <laughs> so in it. So there you go. And not because everybody failed out. Right. <laughs> that was the only... <laughs> it was because that was... It was a small private school at mm-hmm. the time. Now it's much larger. So but, there yeah. you go. The miracle of LinkedIn. And but that was crazy because the fact that you knew... You were... You know, I was connected to him, obviously, because I went to high school with him. Mm-hmm. And then... The connection with that in Dallas, right? <laughs> and you, you know, with you know, what do you do for the Cowboys? Or you do um, stuff? I, I do. I know you do stuff. For- yeah, I did. Um, well, when um, I always wanted to work for the Cowboys, I love the Dallas Cowboys. I have a TV station in Dallas, which I voice, but I, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge Cowboys fan, and uh, I wanted to work for the Cowboys. I worked for the Dolphins, and I, and I wanted to work for the Cowboys, and so it was well, fine. Let me see what I can do. And then so I asked some people at the TV station, who do you know at the Cowboys? So they mentioned the guy's name. This is who you have to talk to. So mm-hmm. I, I don't recognize the name. So I'm like, mm, LinkedIn, eh, Linda Bruno. <laughs> oh, so then I reach out to you and go, <laughs> where do you know? So the, you created the, the introduction and created the conduit. And then he immediately, I mean, you made me credible. You, you're the amazing that way because you've been in this business for a long time. You understand the whole handoff. You understand the whole, um, you know, that was an an unusual situation because, you know, think about it. If there's only 27 people graduating in that class, we were all very close. So what are the chances? Right. Well, the LinkedIn, it's like (laughs) ancestry.com, you know, it's like 23 and me, but I, but it worked. And, um, but you're, you're, you're very proactive with this. Very, but you made it all credible. You know, that that's what he doesn't know me from Adam. If I, even if I've said, hey, I do Dallas Cowboy stuff for the TV station. I'd love to work. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, that's not saying right. those, that's what his attitude is. I'm just saying that he doesn't know me. Right. Sure. But then all mm-hmm. of a sudden when Linda Bruno <laughs> calls right. him or sends out an email. And I remember seeing the email that you sent him because you BCC'd me and you asked some personal questions. How this person, how's this person, blah, 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 blah. And that made me credible. And he's like, you know what? I know her. And if she likes him, then I'll give him right. a chance. And then I got a job narrating a um, a weekly, t- four days a week of narration, doing um, uh, a segment called Special Edition. 
And I did that That's for so cool. The, yeah, I did that for the entire year. And I made thousands of dollars yeah. just because of you, just because he's like, you know, we do need an announcer. And uh, so sometimes it's who, you know, <laughs> it's I think it's mostly who, you know, mostly. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then I didn't do anything for the season after that, but I did stuff uh, last season and they've come back and they said they want me to do stuff this season, doing a lot of radio stuff for them. For but the- you're, you've always been so good at reaching out to people. And like we were, you know, we started this discussion about how you don't like social media. You'd rather have communication. Mm-hmm. And that is so key because you're communicating directly with people, making that human connection. Um, and makes you memorable and gets you in their faces for maybe a, another project that you might be good for. Well, I'm happy to say that I've been doing this long enough to where if someone's going to go to Ryanly.com and listen to me, there's a, a, a huge chance. Of, oh, I know that voice. I know that right, guy. I know course. him. <clears throat> so I got that going for me. And that's just after, you know. Which is nice. <laughs> which is nice. And being very, you know, being this, you know, being uh, 48 and been having done this forever. And people move around. And um, right. The more LinkedIn f- is great about that because it'll give you the updates as to where they've moved, what mm-hmm. they're doing. Right. Right. I mean, I have mm-hmm. other stories. Like I had worked for a Pittsburgh TV station that was uh, owned by a company. And then um, it was a small broadcast company. And then I got an opportunity to work for another one. And my agent was like, hey, he works for the Brian Lee voices for the company up in Pittsburgh. And that makes me credible. Because now Mm -hmm. the guy who is a decision maker in this market goes, well, the company that I'm working for is already using him. And then so he hires me there and then another one hires me and another one. And then one guy leaves the company and goes to a different company. And I reach out to him and say, hey, I loved working with you when we were together at this TV station. I would give anything to work with. So they so then when he gets the opportunity, he brings me on board at that TV station. Mm-hmm. That happens until you have dozens of contracts. And that's the whole idea of of networking. And um, I don't see a lot of it. I don't I don't. Th- th- there is a sense of business. Um, there's a business sense. And I don't believe it can really be taught. My agent says that that he goes, the difference between you is you're not just an actor. You're a businessman and yes. you have insight that just you just he, he says I just I can't I can't teach it I, I can't right. teach it but you've always been like that ever since we first met mm-hmm. because I started it because when I started doing this there was no social media so then I was picking up the phone and calling people to say hey you know mm-hmm. but as the as now more and more messages more and more social media it's harder and harder to get in touch with people um and I and and harder and harder to uh and harder to it, harder to make contact with people. So it is because nobody, you know, we get they get bludgeoned with tons of emails mm-hmm. and and LinkedIn requests and instant messaging and all that. And it's like yeah. you almost get like numbed out to it. Well, when you and I started, uh, in it, we, it was a it was a very professional industry in which that you know if you didn't really understand, you had to know what you were doing. You know, right. very little, very very few opportunities to cut your teeth on stuff everything paid very well and mm-hmm. you had to understand and you had a professional studio uh, way before people were just plugging USB mics into their laptops and crawling like into their closets. Like expensive professional yeah. studios. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then obviously over the years, because of the internet and every, anybody can be a voiceover person, plug a mic into a computer and hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a voiceover person. And the generation that's doing that is now dealing with the generation that accepts that 
So right. it's picking up a lot of speed, you see. You know, in the beginning, it wasn't, you know, oh, who's who's this person? Well, yeah, this is just a wannabe guy plugging in, you know, mm-hmm. he or she's plugging into their computer and they're trying to be this, but they really don't have a website. They don't have representation. They don't have. And so you're like, it's separated, you know, the, the, the professionals from the wannabes. And now anything goes. Look at, look at, look at like um, the way um, television news used to be. Uh, if it weren't shot on some big, expensive, you know, Ikigami digital camera or whatever, a TV station wouldn't air it. Now, wow. somebody picking up a cell phone, shooting a car fire, you know, in profile right. mode where they got to blur the sides and it's pixelating really bad or whatever. They'll just throw it on the air. It's like the playing field now is very level. Mm-hmm. Um, very, you know, very. And with so many people that have gotten into the business, too, with the technology being making it so easy. But then that becomes a problem. Because now you have so many people competing right. that people that are doing the hiring process are kind of getting just inundated with all these choices. Mm-hmm. And you so hope, how do you stand out for that? Well, you, know, you hope you're de- you hope you're dealing with people that have the momentum from from or, or or the the education from the professional side. Like I've been doing this for a long time. This is a. a this is a serious person. I, and I think that and, and has either representation or a very good reel or you look at what they've right. done and you can see that. Um, I get but getting of, into the online forum. It's a different story. I get tons of email from people who say, I, I, I followed your career. I hope you don't mind me emailing you. How do I get into this business? And I always give them the time and just say, hey, you know, first of all, very appreciative that you've followed my career or that you you know, are giving me such props. That means, that means so much to me. Um, Second of all, uh, you know, this is, this is, it's like, it's pretty much a no brainer for me. It's like, uh, get it, get some demos, put up a website, (laughs) you know, Uh, you know, don't make it too Remember, and now I give advice, like, you know, don't try to do some big flash opening. Remember years ago when you logged in? Yes. I had like, that awesome website. Oh it was my God. like watching a movie trailer. It really was. I got <laughs> I got gifted by being connected with this guy who was just fun, like way beyond his years. I with, remember him <laughs> with doing, and he built like this spaceship that was flying, and and then I had a buddy of mine do like the intro in his deep voice, you know, LindaBruno.com, and it was so cool. And then right after that, like all my bookings went down the drain because everybody thought I was too expensive right exactly in the world <laughs> i had to get rid of it <laughs> yeah i had to go back to just basic you know right. click and <laughs> there's one woman and she's so expensive you can't afford her watch it's this true. demo watch this opening listen to the demo but don't call her <laughs> she's, you don't you have the money her. right exactly and then so yeah but now it's funny because i talked to my daughter i'm like how long does it take even if you really want to see something and you pick up your phone and you go somewhere and you want to see something and you click on it how long until you say screw it. I'm not going to watch it. She goes, I don't know, maybe two, three seconds. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm going to send you the coolest thing in the world. This is the shit. And, and you're like, you click on the link and it just goes, you know, like buffering, buffering. And just, just like, screw it. <laughs> yeah, like, it's true. It's I'm true. Like, That's how that? things have gone. So mm-hmm. our web, so advice to those in the, in the biz, you know, if you put uh-huh. up a website, make sure the thing loads quickly. <laughs> You know, make sure your demo buttons are like right there because if someone has to click more than twice to hear what you sound like, it's going to it's going to irritate them. There is a sea of people, especially we, you and I were going to address this talking about the P2P sites, you know, where you pay a yearly fee mm-hmm. to be able to audition. 
um, and get the auditions sent to you. And, you know, there's a the couple of large, large companies uh, that are doing it. There's um, Voices123 dot uh, mm-hmm. com. And then there's um, Voices.com. Mm-hmm. And they're who are basically trying to take over the world at this point right. with the voiceover industry. Um, what do you? What are your thoughts on that? I'm not on them. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you don't need to be because you have an agent and oh, yeah. you have your day spaced <laughs> out for you. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not on them. Uh, I don't. Um, I don't need to be right now. Um, that's. But enough. what do you think of them in general? I mean, I don't really. Uh, I, I think that the internet portal is a pretty neat thing. I mean, from where I come from, it used to be make a call, make a call, make a call, get in touch with Brian, listen to a demo, have Brian audition for it, send it back. It was a, fo- it was a hyper focus on Brian Lee, not throw this audition to a billion people and then we'll pick one. Right. It's this, mm-hmm. it's not been like maybe a little bit more like that in my life now, but at the beginning of the, uh, uh, at the turn of the century, um, you know, I was on a roster with only a handful of people. Right. And it was really up to the agents to have the relationships with the buyers, which they still do. Mm-hmm. But now the agency that represents me has hundreds of people. Right. So what mm-hmm. ended up happening, this is my understanding, um, for large things, cable, you know, whatever, maybe maybe big cable, big network, whatever, big, big executives who are looking for a voice for whatever – We'll send an audition, we'll contact the agency and say, here's an audition, just send me your four top guys. Right. Do not bombard me with a hundred people. And that's nice for me, at least, at least right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, in, maybe in some ways it works against me because I'm always one of those four or five guys. Like, yeah, I hear him all the time. I know what he sounds like. I don't want him. (laughs) Right. I guess you never know. But it used to be like that with my agents as well, the ones in New York, Mm -hmm. where you would get the, you know, they would get their breakdowns or whatever, and then they would only send five people. So if you got the audition, you knew that you were in that top of what they were sending. Right. Um, But now, no, the, you know, everything has changed. You know, you're in a different, you're playing a different game at this point, Brian. So, you know, you're in a very small percentage of people that, you know, you're in a very niche situation, which thank God I'm so happy for you. But the rest of us are competing in this very large ocean now. Well, I really think that that's in that case, if if that were me and I had to get, you know, if I wasn't doing television and cable and trailers, that I think that I would still use the whole networking Try to find right. who the people are, what the people do. You know, when you work with someone enough, then, or if you're a working talent, that means you work for more than three people. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right, right, so you know, you shouldn't, I don't think you should really be afraid to, you know, uh, talk to the people that hired you before to say, hey, um, uh, I know we work together and I know you use other talent. Can you tell me where you're getting that other talent? What agency, mm-hmm. what talent agencies are you going through? They may say, well, we kind of deal directly with some people, but there are some other uh, agencies out there. And if that's something that you want and you have a good working relationship with one of your clients and buyers, they should have no problem saying, telling you who they use or wh- where they go. And then that will help you get on other rosters because there are other talent agents, you know, other agents in this country in right. some of the smaller markets. I was listening to an interview with um, 
with a, another voiceover guy out of out of Colorado, and he said uh, he was talking to kind of like um, uh, the people in, in in my part of the business who deal with just L.A. and New York. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't deal with anybody else except maybe somebody that I work with who from New York who went somewhere. It, it, everything is stemmed from the two coasts for my entire career, right. and. Um, there has not been a lot of stuff going on unless a production company goes to New York to find the talent. But what I'm understanding is that New York basically pretty much works in New York and, and L.A. works in, in L.A. And if you want the talent agencies out of, like, say, Texas, Chicago, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, places in the Midwest and in these decent sized cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, Seattle, you know, that – those you can see documentaries on on any of the big channels, whatever that didn't come out of New York. Oh yeah, there's a lot of work that's not coming out of New York and LA now. And, and I just believe it or not, heard that in an interview, and I'm like, wow, that's that's kind of interesting. Now again, not to sound ostentatious, but my plate is full, and I don't I don't have the need right now to go looking for work. I'm trying to keep up with the work that I have. And that's it sounds ostentatious and it sounds like a kind of a douchey thing to say, but in reality, I've I've built it. I've I've worked my ass off. Nothing has ever been handed to me. I have literally worked my ass off and right. to continuously cultivate the relationships with the with the cable companies and the broadcast companies and the networks and everything and the trailer houses and everything that I work with, I continuously cultivate. Because if you don't you know, eventually it's just going to, it's just going to die off. Right. And so I do, it's not ass kissing. It's just more of appreciation and staying in the mix, making things very easy for them, not making things drama, you know, especially today. People want right. in, in mm-hmm. and out, in and out, in and out. You can show appreciation, get in and out of a job quickly without hocking someone for work or whatever, because that's, what's really going to push you away. It's like, if, Hey, you got anything for me? Hey, you got anything for me? Right. That, that, right, right. that's just gonna, you want, when what I always said about my agent, it's like, when I pick up the phone and call my agent, he's going to take my call and he's going to take my call because I don't call him unless I need to talk to him about something serious. Right. You know, think about it. He probably has hundreds of people on the roster that call him to say, so I haven't gotten any work in a while. So what are you doing? Right. And, and and it's just like when that call comes in, you think he <clears throat> wants to pick that up? Oh, God, I know why this person's calling. So mm-hmm. the relationships are, 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 are important. But, yes, like you said, if there's a lot of companies out there across the country that um, that are doing production and, then, uh, the, and hiring really key companies and creative houses and production companies, then, yes, they're all up for grabs. And there should be no reason why you can't have your voice on every roster that you that you can. You know, well, I mean, the, the, the thing is, though, there's positives and negatives to it because there are so many people out there. It isn't that easy to get on these talent, you know, with these talent agencies and other markets, because a lot of times there's someone that sounds just like you. You right. know, there's a very good possibility of it. And, you know, with talent agents, they're not, they're not going to sign multiples that sound the same. You know, they want to get some diversity in there. But, you know, it's just it's become a very, very large swimming pool of people. And so, you know, the way I try to say for you to try to differentiate yourself is with your talent, you know, mm-hmm. it's to try to get yourself differentiated as far as your abilities to right. be able to 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 hone the craft, you know, to not just say, I've got a microphone, I'm going into my closet, and I'm going to start working from there, but to actually be 
<laughs> the professional. I get I'll do jobs for for companies, new companies that I got over the you know I auditioned over the internet, and they'll be like, "Wow, you're really good at this." <laughs> and like I, it, I did like two takes, and I'm thinking, what are they used to? What exactly. are they listening well, to? You're going to find a lot. You're going to find a lot more of that. And 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 I and when I get opportunities to work for producers, especially young ones. And it's turnkey right down to the time, you know, the length of the promo or whatever, and mm-hmm. how I handle them, how I help them. Because, you know, I was a post-production guy on top of it. Yeah, they're not it, used to that. They're not used to that. But I, I, I'll I, know within a, in a heartbeat whether they even get the whole picture. Right. A lot of, <laughs> a lot, lot, lot of newbies are in here that are actually reading me. You know, newbies right out of college in their 20s. And they don't even understand the whole production process. So they don't even understand necessarily the timing. Right. So they will read you a hundred different ways. There's 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 a little confidence. They try to do, get as much as they can because they really don't know what they want or what their boss is going to say. So they get you a million takes, and then in the end, you know whatever. But but you know I'm here to help them, and I do it in a way that's not condescending. So tell me about the project, and they and get them talking, and then I know, and then I do things in the session, and I read things in a certain way, pause in certain places, do things that. I'm not going to explain to them why I'm doing it, but it helps the post-production process. Right. And when they get the file and they go into post-production with it, all of a sudden the file just freaking works. It just it, And they're it, like, oh, wow. And they're like, wow, that was great. And then he somebody says, so easy. good job. And then they, and then over time it just becomes, I'm just going to use Brian Lee because it just, for whatever reason, it's just easier. It yes, is, the, yes. the whole process mm-hmm. is just easier. And that same goes for you. And I know you and I've known you forever. And that's just it. You go to Linda because Linda just gets it, does it. It gets done. It gets delivered. You care about the quality of what you're putting out. If you have, and I know you do all the time, and it seems I'm doing it more, but pickups are just like insanely out of control <laughs> because of the immediacy of the Internet. Oh, you got to change a line. Right. You know? And it's I just know. like, do this. Uh, when do you need now? Okay. Yeah, I've, I've worked with some people for so long that they literally just say, here are two scripts. Can you get them back to me in three days? Right. <laughs> okay, those, are the sure. gr- those are the great ones. And uh, But they when, they have, know. when they have pickups, it's like, yeah. I refuse to do a pickup unless I can hear what I did. Because I, I read so much crap during the day that, that, that somebody will come back an hour later and say, hey, we need a pickup on this line about this semi that blew up on the freeway. Right. <laughs> and I can't, it's in the line is like, you know, we take you there first or, you know, covering from the air, the ground on social, on mobile action news or whatever. But if I just, if they send me the line and I just go Bleh, and I read it when they put it into the, into the production, what if it doesn't match? Yeah. It's got to match. It has to match. And, yeah. and I will tell you right now that I don't think that a lot of talent get that. Right. They, right, they right. get the line and they read it. And it plug they plug it in and they're unless it's way different, the producer will just drop it in. So now you have a producer editor dropping in a line that doesn't quite match, but can't sit there and call the person back going, you know, it doesn't really match because you know, immediacy is the time. We don't have time for this. So then because of the talent not reading the line to match for tone, speed, whatever, the production suffers. Even if the editor doesn't call you out on it or or the or the engineer goes this doesn't quite match or whatever even if that doesn't happen it's really i believe up to the talent to make sure the quality control is there yes i will not put out anything that i don't feel is you know appropriate 
you know, because it's a reflection on me. Right. And I don't want somebody hearing it and going, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. Or know? or it just it goes in and, it, and it's just it's just a, it's a check mark on the, you know, or, or it's a red X in somewhere in in yeah. the piece. So I always have to go find the original file. I dig I, I when I name my files. I name them in a way that I can find them by date, mm-hmm. by call mm-hmm. letters, by title. So if it's like, hey, this was about um, homeless people or something like this, we need a pickup line. I will go find it. I will restore it into Pro Tools. I will yep. listen to it. I will find the original line, the pacing, and I will work diligently to match its tone. That's what I do, too. Mm-hmm. Right there. So when it drops in, it's seamless. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't even even if they don't even understand that. A, I lot of t- a, a lot of I times I'll a, tell them to send the, the, the actual video. I'll say, hey, can you send me video reference for, for, mm-hmm. ma- for tone and matching? A lot of times they'll do it, um, which is great because now they have to get on their Avid or their Premiere and they have to output the damn video so I can see it so I can do the pickup. I had a new client that came to me and I could tell they were not very experienced. And then I had to go away. I went to, you know, down to your area, neck of the woods in June. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was like a month in chatting. We're getting the script together, blah, 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 blah. And of course, the week I'm away, even though they knew I was going to be gone, can you just record it from there? And I said, no. I said, I'm I'm not in my studio. I'm in a remote location, you know, a studio set up for travel. Right. And if you have pickups, I'm not going to be able to match them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they were they were like, no, 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 it's OK. We don't care. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I right. care. And you're going to care. <laughs> right. See that that right there. You can't teach that. I mean, we can tell everyone listening out there. Consistency is so important. It's yeah. just not about doing the work. And when you get pickup lines, just rattling them off because you've already been, you know, already agreed on the price for the session or whatever. It has to be professional sounding all the way through to the end. Yes. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. I had to have her agree in writing. I said, look, if you have issues after I get back, you're going to have to pay me again because I'm going to reread this whole thing. Right. I'm going to reread all 20 minutes of copy, Mm -hmm. you know, because no, it's not going to match. You know, so if you agree... I'll do it. But of course, they were like, no, we'll just wait till you get back. Right. Or they say, okay, fine. And then you read the whole thing again. And because of what they do, they just take the pickup lines. And it's basically they, I guess, kind of fib to you a little bit. (laughs) Well, I'm always like, you're going to have to pay me again. You know, it's like, if you're going to pay me again, then I'll do the work again. Right. So, so So they lose twice. They right. pay you again, you reread it, and then they still grab pieces out of it to fix it because they don't want to re-edit their whole project, and it still sounds like shit, and then there you go. And then at that point, you you know, you know, my dad, he, my dad is 78 years old. He's a, a stringer um, for uh, Orlando television stations. He's in the county about an hour away. So they call him to go, oh, somebody was murdered or something blew up or burned down. <laughs> go cover it. And so my 78-year-old dad will get up, get in his car, go out, shoot, awesome. interview the whole thing. Then he'll sit in his car on like final cut, like in the back of his Highlander. Like he has a desk in the back of his car. He'll sit there and he'll edit the video and then upload it to the TV station. That's or wild. they'll send a, uh, an ENG truck and he'll give it to him on a thumb drive and they'll microwave it back to the station. <laughs> or he'll go home and edit it, type up the report and send it to the station. Yeah. But what I'm trying to get through to my dad's mom, well, my dad was a television news anchorman. He was an anchorman. He was an assignment editor. He was a news director. He was TV. That's how I got into this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is he'll go and he'll shoot this whole thing and he'll give it to the TV station <laughs> and then he'll quickly turn on the TV to see his work on TV. <laughs> and then they, they, they either they don't use it or they use like some little snippet 
And then so he picks up the phone and he calls the damn news department. He goes, why didn't you use the part that I shot with the And I'm like, Dad, don't do that. Don't. Dad, you, once you've done it, once you've shot it, you've done an amazing job. And you've done, you've done what you've been asked to do. You, you shot it. It's amazing. It's, but if they don't decide to use what you feel is the good parts right. or whatever, that's just their decision. It's out yeah. of your hands. He goes, well, you know, I can't convince him. He'll, he'll, just, he'll just go, well, you know, maybe. But you don't understand, Brian. Sometimes, sometimes they don't know they're making mistakes. And sometimes I said, yes, but it already aired wrong so all you're doing is get you know calling them and going sticking your finger in their face going you did it wrong you did it wrong it's just like you know whatever i I, but you know i just you know dad well you know i I can't convince him but i will tell all the listeners out there don't do that yeah just Mm -hmm. do your job and understand how they can screw crap up the people that hire you and give them work that's kind of like what do you call it? Screw proof? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Just whatever. You can only mo- do so much, though. That you can you know? only do so much. But that's that has always yeah. been my focus and mentality from the very beginning is to give them work that's so crystal clear, clean, yeah. breaths cut out of it, mouth declicked, levels that when they drop it in, it's going to take them a lot to screw it up. And then somehow, some way, when it gets done, it looks and it sounds great and that that and you I, feel good about it. And I feel good about it because I contributed, even if it's a way, in a way they don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the technical, the technical understanding that, that you have and that I have is not what every voice person has. So I would really encourage voiceover people to understand, look, if you're doing pickups, you want them to match. I mean, yeah. how, like if I did it this far away from the microphone... You know, but the you know, my pickup out here, but then you know the original was this close. It's not going to match, right? You know, if I if I have some EQ, you know, turned like like this, it's all this tinniness here, like like this setting here. Uh, when I did the pickup, this this sound here is not going to match the original, right? Consistency, it, right? Mm-hmm. Consistency is everything. Consistency and compression and, and, and So EQ we're basically and saying else. make yourself different by your level of professionalism during sessions, after sessions as well, and customer relationships. Right. Because it all makes a difference. How you deal with them, turnkey, you make it easy, pleasant. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm having an awesome day. Thanks. People mm-hmm. want to hear that. Don't go, oh, well, you know, my, you know, uh, there was uh, yeah, my air conditioner broke down and people don't want to hear about your problems. I mean, even if they say, are you having a good day? Don't be a victim. I mean, this this we could make a whole podcast out of how to <laughs> how to make people the feel good factor of when people call you of, of what they get from you, the way you email them, the way you talk to them. What about if you ask somebody how they are and they go, I've been better. Well, that's fine because it sounds like you care. But do you do you pursue the conversation and go, oh, what's going on? Can I help? Well, I mean, or, well, that sucks. Just... <laughs> Bad day. And then but but, you know, they're not looking for you to solve the problem. At that point, they're just looking at someone to vent to. Yeah. And uh, listen, it's way better to listen. Don't make it about you. Yeah, I had a bad day, too, the other day when uh, flat tire and whatever. Now you're making it about you. It's always about the client. Two right. things. It's always about them. And you can never make them wrong. The client is never wrong. Right. You can never blame a client for anything. Even if you know it's their fault and they say, well, you know, I didn't get this from you and blah, blah, blah. Well, you're the one that sent it at four in the morning. You know, I can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you just forget it. You won't work anymore. Right. And uh, all the stories you've told me. God, if I had a nickel for every uh, story you told me about a client, you know, who just, oh, God. 
who came to you like after the fact and and just like blah 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 and can you read the whole thing again or, or my favorite is oh you know after all this we realized we did not send you the latest version of the script oh god i hate that <laughs> and i'm just like then i find myself going i wonder if i can just get into the yeah. original session find the differences read along with it and then punch in and just fix all of it and just ah hell with it. I'm just gonna read the whole thing. Se- yeah. Sessions from hell would 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 be a great other podcast episode right. because I had we had a session over here that was um over the phone and when it was me and Dave you know Dave mm-hmm, sure. um Dave was running it so I'm in the booth and these these this client is over the phone basically over directing and it was like too many chefs in the kitchen kind of thing where oh, there's yeah. like five people on the line all mm-hmm. putting in their two cents so they get me to read it a certain way um they say yep yeah, that's the take that's what we love and so dave's like doing his little mixing stuff and the woman says okay we just we love what you just did but we need you to do it again exactly the same way and you're and you're like the line I, yeah, or the, the script. The, the line. The line. She wanted the line. I, even though she goes, "What you just did is perfect. Now I need you to do it again." Right. And because, so, yeah, that's great. Give it. Give it to me one more time. Right. So I'm like, why? I'm like, I, yeah, I'm like, well, you got it. So anyway, Dave. <laughs> J- Dave just plays back what I did. Uh huh. You know, and she right, goes, and they go, "That's great." Yeah. No, no. She goes, "Oh no, not like that." Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. She didn't realize that what he had played back was exactly what she what had just she had said. Right, I know. You know, I've done that a few times, and I get so scared that they can hear me go. <laughs> you know, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just afraid. I, it's like, oh, you want to hear it again? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful no one can see like facial expressions. I know. Or, or hand gestures. Or hand, hand gestures. gestures. <laughs> or foot gestures. <laughs> I know. It's. Uh... It is crazy. It is. It is. It's a crazy business. I, I, you know, I wonder where it's going many, many, many years from now, because right now everything, you know, doesn't Adobe have some program that if it listens to like 10 or 15 seconds of your voice in that style, you can literally type in what you want it to say and it will pull yeah, transients like and everything from your voice. And it'll, you, the and thing they, is, the thing is, I mean, I understand eventually robots are going to take over all of our jobs. You know, it right, is what yeah. it is. But at this point in time, the one thing we're hanging on to is emotion in our voice and expression. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right now, <laughs> they haven't been able to configure that. Right. I mean, I know right. it's coming, but hopefully it'll be after our lifetime. Right. Yeah. It, I'd it, like it, to it, stay it, employed for a little while longer, yeah, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, it'll be too. Yeah, it'll be too. If, as long as the people are making decisions, I think actually producers, humans will will uh, will resent the fact that they would have to use a synthetic voice. But that's that probably they... why there's such such a need right now for authentic sounds. Isn't... I think so I think so too. I'm I'm it's very interesting to see, you know, where where this industry is going in the styles, you know, w- you were talking about, you know, trying to uh trying to kind of grab on to the 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 current generation's style of reading. Mm-hmm. You know, after you've after decades of doing what you've been doing and it's been paying you so well, and whatever, and now you have a new generation moving in, and you—you—it's a challenge to sound like them because it's you're like, not that generation. So now you're, no. now you're really acting. You know, now you're, you but know, now you're real. That's really what it's about, though. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the the foundation. I, I have to teach that to a lot of students that walk through here. They don't realize that now acting is the basis for everything behind a mm-hmm. microphone. You know, it's just no. The announcer is a dirty word. You know, it's just not announcer is the last thing supposedly anybody wants to hear. Mainly in spots, and and I'm not mm. a spot, and I'm not a spot guy. 
I am a promo guy. So, you know, if I had to rely on commercial production, I would probably have to come to New York. This is me now. We're talking about me, not mm-hmm. everybody. This is done. So, you know, don't listen to me. Just listen. Just hear about me. Don't do what I what I say. But uh, I would probably have to go to New York and I would probably have to win people over in the casting sessions. I would put a backpack mm-hmm. on and walk the city. But and then lo- two but things will cast- happen. Those casting sessions have reduced a right. lot. Right. And I, when I was in New York, when I used to travel to New York more, I used to go to the sessions and I could win them over because I just, I'm a personable person. It's a, you know, it's a personable person. But now the problem is, is the, now I walk in and it's just like, Hey dad, what are you doing here? Dad, you know, which will eventually turn into, what are you doing here? Gramps? You know, it's just, you know, it's that, that's what's going to happen. So it's nice to kind of have, you know, to be able to hide in your studio and do things, uh, and, but and if you're to, able to, to sound, adjust yeah. the read, you can you can book the job. I can do it for Nickelodeon. You know, Nickelodeon is yeah. is is one of these things where I can sound just about as young as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's then again it's promo, um, right? But, different uh, animal. A diff, different animal. So if I really wanted to get into more commercial production, and the thing about the thing about promos is that promos are are pretty turnkey. You know, it's how you interpret it in a promo sense. And then it gets done and it gets aired. It's a topical type thing. We're not trying to sell a product. We're just, my whole life is, this is what's coming up at right. this day and time. <laughs> and then it goes away forever. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, telling a story here. I'm just saying, and it's all in bullet points, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's this like, what would you do if blah, blah, blah? Well, Wednesday at four, blah, 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 blah. Catch it Wednesday at four on blah. What's That's funny? me. What's funny is that I, I had a potential student call a couple days ago and she's asking me, she had a very heavy New York accent, too. <laughs> and she's like, so so what kind of voiceovers do you do? Oh, my and God. She goes, Is, do you have any connections to get me into the Disney world? Oh, my God. And I said, I go, well, I said, I voice for Disney. And she goes, oh, oh, what character do you do? And I go, no, no, no. I said, no. I'm the network voice, you know. And she goes, oh, that's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like it was a pity move. And I thought she obviously doesn't know that, you know, being a network voice is going to be lucrative. Right. Um, because she's like, if you were a character, you'd make so much money. I'm sorry. You're just doing network stuff, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and and you're went, like, I, yeah. I, I mean, went, you know, yeah. it sucks. It's, it's, it's a struggle. Yeah. Okay. She's, uh, you know really... what? And then she says, she goes, <laughs> if you were the voice of Mimo. You'd make a lot, <laughs> Mimo. Mimo. <laughs> yeah. I know. Do what? What do you do? I'm a voice actor. What's that? You know, that's basically what voice actor. But what a do you lot. Do, you do you do characters? You know what? I'm like, no, I don't. I, 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 I oh, do promos. I'm sorry, you what's don't make a promo? Any money. Yeah, what's a promo? <laughs> I talk about stuff coming up. Well, that doesn't seem kind of. That doesn't seem too into. Where, where have I heard you? That's right. my favorite. Yes. Where I'm like everywhere. <laughs> no, I'm being a dick everywhere. She says to me, she's like, can, can you do something for me over the phone? I go, no. <laughs> go to my website. She goes, you're not going to give me some a little demo of what you do? I go, no. LindaBruno.com. <laughs> you can see everything right. there. I'm done yeah. with this conversation. Have a good day. Yeah. yeah. Parties are always fun. <laughs> hey, this is Brian Lee. Hey, how you doing? Brian does voices. <laughs> yeah. Do, <laughs> yeah. Do I just, one. <laughs> I, I know. That's it. Well, give me something. Give me, give, give me something. And it's just like <laughs> that right there is like the worst thing in the world for me yeah it is the worst thing in the world i'm like just go to brianlee.com if you want i have an issue with it it's an intimacy factor for me Mm. i just i'm like i'm not gonna just stand here and just suddenly start to you know do a a voiceover for you i just can't do it that that close 
quarters like that. No, uh, I know. Put me in a put me on stage. I'd rather be on stage and do right. it where you can control what's going on. Then then you and me facing each other and me mm-hmm. doing it right now no. and at a coffee, you know, at a, no. And I've been out with that. I and I go out with other trailer guys and 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 a lot of them are so enamored and you know with what they do that they'll introduce themselves as I do this and they'll say this is Brian Lee Brian does this read for him Brian and I'm standing like in a hotel lobby and I'm just like that kind of I just can't that kind of it's not on the spot it's like it's not like I can't perform it's not like I can't perform it's just like you know who wants to do that you don't want to perform that's the point you don't want to do that it's just it's only because it is very interesting. People don't care. It's like my favorite thing to do is if someone says, introduces me and says he does voices or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, what do you do? If it's in this town, I'm on a couple of things in this town where mm-hmm. some people have heard me. And uh, if I get pushed into a corner and they're, and they're, and they're, and five people are staring at me waiting, I'll go, Nyeh! and they'll go, <laughs> oh, all right. And then I'll say, and before now, I said, did you ever listen to a commercial once or a promo on TV? or a trailer or whatever and wonder who the guy is and they're like no <laughs> I'm like exactly so why does it matter now is what I'm thinking to myself why is that oh we just never really thought about it all these voices coming out of the TV and and I never really thought I, I never even thought it was real so you never you don't think of the guy where he is maybe standing in a booth with headphones it's not on real. And, it's not in, real in front of a microphone I mean does that ever occur to the people who don't understand the no no they don't people sitting there on their couch Watching television and and seeing a spot or a promo or whatever, don't think of the guy in the edit booth putting it together, a no. camera crew shooting the guy with the razor in his hand talking about the shaving cream mm-hmm. or the guy that composed the music or the orchestra or the keyboards. And then the announcer going, introducing. <laughs> Nobody that, thinks about that. No, that woman that called, she says, so you it's like a training process. You got to get trained for voiceovers. I said, yeah. She says, so somebody just doesn't hear your voice and off you go. There's your career. Mm-hmm. Oh I my go, God. No. So if it, if it were only that easy, I know. <laughs> you know, I'll just go blah, and you could throw money. Just, but, just throw money. But you know what? That is why I offer a workshop here at my studio on Long Island about exploring a career in voiceovers, so people can get a taste of it and get behind the mic for like mm-hmm. an hour and hear the deal, dealio. And I'm flat out honest. You know, I'm like, here's the deal. This is a job. <laughs> it's a business. And then. A lot of times they'll go, oh, wow, I didn't realize how hard it was. And I was like, yeah, right. I'm, I'm not here to take your money. I'm here to be honest with you. And if you want mm-hmm. to train, you want to be serious about it, then I'm the girl to call. But if not, right. go do something easier. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, because this ain't easy. No, just, it's not. Just so you know, if you're trying to do this to pay, you know, keep the lights on. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, you know, good going. And guess what? The longer, the more it goes, the, you know, getting to the top is not hard. Staying at the top is very, very hard. People leave the business. People leave. They die. <laughs> they just, they retire. I mean, it's just whatever. And you've got to try to help sustain into the next. Companies are sold. I've been doing this so long. I've just, I've watched crazy things happen. But, you know, just like you, having a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of different contacts. And it's like you could not hear for someone from someone for 
six months, but you've been working with so many other people. By the time they come back around again, yeah, you know, it's, realize, the, mm-hmm. it's their turn. So, you know, having like one client is not really. Well, you're in the get safe. me Brian Lee phase. There's the four phases, right? Who is Brian no, Lee? No, I know. I'm way past that. No, no, <laughs> get no. Me the... who, who is Brian Lee? Get me Brian, Brian Lee. Brian Lee. Get me someone get that sounds stuff. like Brian That's Lee. That's where I am. And who is Brian Lee? Yeah, yeah. Get me someone who sounds like Brian Lee is very much where I am right now. Oh, a lot because of because are because like because, you. because it's a whole style. You mm-hmm. know, I I can say and I and I and I get to say and live in the live live the glory days when I established a, a very particular style. And now that, I do hear that, guys that sound similar with the same. I delivery. hear guys that sound like me. Yeah. There's this one. There's 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 one spot running in this town. that's like, hello, Southwest Florida, blah, blah, blah. blah, And it sounds like me doing a character right at, right out of the gate. And I'm like, I get that, too. That People like will me. send me. Hey, is this you? I heard you on this. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not. It's no, some thanks for making my day. Sounds like Appreciate, me. Yeah. <laughs> or or even better going. How did you think that was me? That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, you know. Uh, and on that you? note, we should Some wrap puking up. guy. Uh, on that note, we should stop. But uh, yes, it is. It's a it's a business that if you take seriously and 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 you're and if you're good and you you know it's a learning process. But I, I it's I, fun to talk about. <laughs> it's fun to talk about. But it it is a journey. And uh, but that's the fun too is is building building your career and establishing. And I've known a lot of people that have done it and they've done it successfully. Yes. People that have, I remember when they were so green and they're like, they were like, I want to do, I want to get into this business. I want to do this. And, and you could see it. Hey, but then if you, when you heard, if you commit, heard talk, you know, right. commit, you can if do you, anything if, you want. Exactly. You, if, it, if it's a passion, mm-hmm. if it lives in you, you're going to get good at it. Just like anything else. Just like anything else. So true. Well, thank you for joining me today, Brian Lee. I appreciate it. Oh, my it. pleasure. Always. Always. And uh, this is another episode of the Voiceover Gurus podcast. I'm always now I'm like really plugging at the end of my podcast and saying, "Please, would you please rate the podcast and give me a nice rating? That way I know you're listening and enjoying the content of uh, and hopefully learning something about the voiceover business." Um, and if anyone ever has any questions or any ideas or things that they uh, want us to discuss, feel free to email me at Linda at Voiceover Guru. Um, that's the easiest way, or just go to the website, voiceover.guru, and you can email uh, me or the crew from there. So thanks again, Brian. My pleasure. All right, and everybody else, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.